Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis. I'm a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor trained in trauma and addiction. The Asking Why podcast is for anyone on a journey of healing and restoration. If you are searching for answers to life's questions and want to learn more about root causes from a psychological and theological mix, this show is for you. In this podcast, myself and a co-host from Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness will interview guests on a wide range of topics in order to get down to the heart of the problems facing our world and understand why things happen and how to change the world and ourselves for the better. Want to learn more tips and tricks to living a healthy lifestyle? Visit us at Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to meet our staff or book a speaker, go to clintdaviscounseling.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe today. Putman Restoration is a proud sponsor of the Asking Why podcast. Putman Restoration specializes in commercial disaster services, including water damage, fire, smoke, mold, and storm. Their goal and desire is to get your properties up and running as soon as possible after disaster strikes. Hospitals, schools, hotels, and large municipal buildings. Malls, churches, and large commercial properties are their specialty. Manage properties nationwide? No problem. Putman Restoration services their clients nationwide. They are strategically partnered with elite restoration companies throughout the U.S. and Canada, giving their clients resources during disasters where normal companies would be tapped out. Trust the professionals at Putman Restoration when disaster strikes. Visit them online at www.putmanrestoration.com or give them a call at 318-453-5029. Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis, and I have my good friend, Brittany Strickland, on today. What's up? So glad to have you. Um, We've been friends for a while now, and you've been taking pictures of my kids and my family for a long time. Long time. And uh, yeah, so we've been talking, and I've been seeing your ministry stuff and, you know, following your your post on Facebook with your uh, pictures and your book and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked several times about having you on. And so yeah, I thought it was a good time to have you. So I appreciate you coming, man. I'm honored. I still, you know, have my moments where I'm like, you, you want me to come and talk? Are you sure? Are you want me to do that? So I'm so honored to be here today. Yeah. Well, good. Well, that's how I feel every podcast. So, you know, yeah. yes. I'm just like, am I doing this? Right. You know, like nobody wants to hear me talk about anything. Right. You I know? feel the same way. That's, I'm like, that's a yeah. spiritual attack. It is. You know? Yes. We're all, we're all got things to say. Come if on. We're saying it from the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, so it. tell us and people that don't know you kind of your a little bit of your story, just who you are. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I could go way back to the to the the darkest parts of what brought me into this yeah, the light. Well, you know, it's funny. I just I don't know, probably 6 months ago I walked into um a situation and if I'm being 1000% honest and just humbling myself, I did not carry myself in the character of the Lord. Mm. And it, it literally, after I got done with the situation, which, I mean, it was, it had to do with my kids. It had to do with my work and, you know, me trying to defend some things. And when I got done with that meeting, I walked through my room and, you know, we as humans, you're like, well, okay, good. Like I got my point across finally, like somebody's finally listening to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not playing. It was like, the hand of God walked and smacked me on the head and I fell to my knees and the Holy Spirit so lovingly just said, you don't have to do any of that anymore. Mm. You are literally walking with me. You took a stand about four years ago and asked me to come and help you how 
help teach you how to unlearn all those behaviors and learn me. Mm-hmm. And so my word is that that is not who you are anymore because it's truly not. Yeah. So can you just walk in the light of who I say you are, which you're crucified in me. You're a new creature in me. Every day that I grant you to wake up with newness of breath and sight. And so he did this whole thing, which isn't that funny? Like, like the world is constantly telling us that we have to like redeem ourselves. We have to do this. 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 But God is like lovingly, he will go up and then pull you back up out of the trenches and sit Mm -hmm. you up straight and be like, here's my hand. Let's walk together. Let's get through this. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I have a huge testimony from just complete darkness and, and, um, well, tell me about abuse and, um, are you from here? I am from here. Okay. Uh, un- yes, I was about to say, unfortunately, <laughs> I've been trying to leave my whole life. No, you know, Shreveport is home and Shreveport will always be home. Um, but I am, I, I don't do well being caged. Yeah. And, and so um, thank God that he has given me this talent of, of photography. So, you know, thankfully people trust me and they fly me all over the place and, and I get to, you know, photograph things and, and see the world and, um, but yes, I am from here and I'm constantly trying to leave. Um, but, but I am from here. My, my family's from here. Now my dad's family is from Syria. Mm. A lot of people don't know that about me. Um, and my whole life. So are you first generation? Um, like, did they, your, your dad immigrate? No, my okay. grandmother immigrated gotcha. when she was seven. Yeah. So she, she left Syria and came here when she was seven. Okay. Yep. Um, and then of course my whole life, my, I was told that, um, we could be Italian on my mom's side. We could be Greek. We could be black Irish. My mom passes away nine years ago. So my sister gets this, um, the DNA thing, yeah. Ancestry.com. <laughs> and I'm like, point one percent yeah, Italian. So like my whole life, I'm like, no, I'm Italian and I'm Syrian. You know, so whatever. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, my parents um, got a divorce when I was two. They both remarried, um, you know, step parents and and all the things and um you know i was we moved a lot um it was a lot it was a weird time it was a lot of weird things but you know looking back now it definitely made me who i am i mean i'm super independent and i'm very um focused yeah and now my goal is to not teach my children i shouldn't say now like i said about four years ago um I just didn't want to live like I was living. Like mm-hmm. it, I, it obviously wasn't working for my mom. She was already gone. She died at 54. Mm. Um, and she died of cancer, but I'm going to always say she died of a broken heart, you know? And when she died, she was super mad. She was super bitter. She was super. And even though she's the one who taught me the foundation that I have in the Lord, like I, how do you watch? You know what I'm saying? Like now that I'm grown and I, and I have an 18 and a, and a 15 year old, I'm like, gosh, like it was, it's sad to me now that my mom was so sad when she was such light for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, um, yeah. So just one day I just woke up and I was like, I don't, I don't want to live bitter and angry and mad all because why somebody didn't do what they said they were going to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's like, Brittany, grow up and get it together. And so I did. And, and here's the deal. I'm, I'm not close to my dad. I do hope that one day we can, um, 
you know, be okay. But we've we've had this very, uh, very close. And then we were not weren't, and then very close. And then we weren't, and um, and so I haven't really seen him. Uh, I don't know, and had a conversation with him in several five six years. And so, like I said, four or five years ago, I just woke up one day and I was like, God, I don't want to do this anymore. And I literally hit my knees and was like, full surrender. Like, I don't want to live and I don't want to teach my children mm. that this is the correct behavior. Um, and I truly want to walk in the character of you. And so, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've... She's I was been her, on the podcast. Oh, for real? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. So, I was her photographer um, a couple of times. Nice. And, um, and I knew about her years ago. I actually was trying to get my mom to go see her before mom passed away um but with her teachings and then just me just getting in the word for hours at a time I mean I would get up at at that point it was like three o'clock in the morning just because I would always think okay if I can give the gym an hour and a half then I can give God double that Mm. which is that's just how my brain works you know of course I got real tired you know after about two years but um but yeah so you know now it's just that's the thing and and you know, I, I had to call somebody this morning if I'm being real and just be like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I know the perspective that I was coming from, but then the Lord showed me that, like, I might have hurt your feelings. And I just wanted to tell you, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I hope you forgive me. Mm-hmm. And so that's really kind of how I live my life now. It's like, if I'm not walking in the character of the Lord, I don't really want to walk it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the switch? What was going on? You know, you know, I know you, so we can talk about your book, mm-hmm. but tell me, I guess, mix that with the testimony, kind of what? Um, okay, so my book, so like, um, am I from a family of witches? No, but all of us had these gifts that nobody would, would talk to us about mm-hmm. back then. Okay, so we're talking like late 80s, early 90s, and then of course I graduated in 99, so I'm still dealing with this in 99. And, and when I say that, like, like people would walk in a room and I would immediately get a download and this crazy push to be like, Hey, go and pray with that person and tell them like, they are going to have a baby, like, like let them know. And Mm -hmm. I would be like, I'm not fixing to tell nobody that they're about to have no baby. Like, you know, like, (laughs) and so I would fight with this. Well, we, you know, my sister and I both along with my aunt, which, okay. So my mom and both of her sisters, they all died of ovarian and breast cancer. Wow. Yeah. Tell me that's not some sort of attack on my family. Um, my grandmother's still alive. She turned 90 in February. No problems. She has a little a little knee issue, and she'll call me about every six month, or six weeks, and she'll say, Baby, I know you're busy, but can you please come lay hands on my knee? Because that's the only time it ever feels better. Mm. And so, but other than that, you know, she's fine. So anyway, growing up, um, you know, we, we would all talk about how we all would see things or we would have these dreams or these visions or, you know, we would see things in the morning times and then we would go throughout our day and then they would come, you know, they would manifest. Um, and, you know, the older I got, I was like, what, what is this? What is this? Well, my mama, God bless her little soul. She went down that path of white magic and, um, you know, playing with different things and doing, you know, different stuff. And, but she always rituals. Yes. But she would always say, you know, like, but this is of the Lord. This is of the Lord. 
And so, I mean, I was like, oh, okay. Well, then like... More in like the Wiccan vein with like a smidge of theology? <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like t- to be to give her a little bit of some sort of credit, like I was literally raised that like, yes, Jesus is king, but whatever my mama says, I better do. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if my mom was like, hey, don't wear that shirt, I didn't, I didn't question it. I walked in there and I changed clothes, you know, um... It, it just was one of those things. It was kind of like, and what I've, what the Lord has shown me, you know, is that um, I've never really lived for him. I mean, I did because that's all I knew. I, I didn't know anything different. It was like, okay, I have to act this way for my daddy to love me. I have to do this in order for my mom to love me. I have to do this in order to stay married. I have to do this. You see what I'm saying? It was like, I have to do this for my kids to be okay. Whereas God was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is the word? Seek me first mm-hmm. and my righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Well, I was never really taught that. So even though I was raised up in the word, but then, you know, you go, you get away from the church and your family's not going to the church and, you know, and you're just this little kid walking around trying to figure out why do you see things? Why do you have these dreams? Why are these entities like holding me down in the middle of the night? Um, and we all dealt with that. And so, so being in the art business, mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of out there on an island because, I mean, you, you know, you've seen my work and you know how much that I love the Lord. And so everything is always based off of that. That's how come people are like, oh, so you're a photographer. What do you, what do you specialize in? And I'm like, I'm, I specialize in your story, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I really, truly believe that that, that was my, that's the thing that God gave me. Yes. Anybody can take a picture. Sure. Well, it fits in the prophetic you know, Mm -hmm. lane as it is, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to kind of see those things, Mm -hmm. feel those things. Yeah. 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 So that was how the book, the book was birthed. Gotcha. And what's the title Um, for people listening? It's called the hauntings redemption. Gotcha. Yeah. And it really is just about, um, the different, um, gifts of the spirit and how the world will, has warped to them, Mm -hmm. um, and turned it into, you know, being a psychic, um, um, divination and and those sorts of things um all the way to like yeah. making things appear and speaking to the dead and you know it and because i was you know it there was never a moment where somebody was like hey you probably really shouldn't be doing that right you know i mean i had a spell book and i had crystals and you know now I, I was scared of it because i was like is this really but i'm that person that would literally go and get in the word and be like what is google right right praise god for google I just would be like, what does God say about, you know, and I'll never forget. I think I was, I don't know, 19 or 20. And I looked up, what does God say about, you know, playing with psychics? Because I always thought that was so cool that I could see things and nobody would ever tell me. I mean, literally nobody would ever tell me until one day I just walked into the pastor's office and I was like, this is what I can do. I need some help. I, I don't, I know that I don't need to be going and doing this. But why is it happening to me? Mm-hmm. And he just sat me down. And he said, "Honey, you have, you have spiritual gifts, and we got to figure out where to where to manipulate them, and what to do with them, and how to work them. And you know, you can, you're going to have to like just like you work, you have to just figure that out." And that was it. Yeah, people get you know. I know listeners. Some you know, there's all all range of people who listen to this thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, one of the things we in our family have been really heavy this last couple of years, and we've talked about this in the last couple of years. But you know, just in trying to be in tune with the Holy spirit and with gifts. And, you know, as a therapist, I feel like, like you just said, we, we've taken 
so many good things about Christianity and very strong scriptural applications for the gifts of the spirit. And they have been warped. And so people are reactionary. Yeah. You know, they hear yeah. tongues yeah, and they, they think that means screaming out loud in a group of people, jump in the pews, you right. know, because that's what they've seen. And they think that that's, yeah. you know, yeah. a negative thing. I mean, there's some theology that says the gifts, all those gifts ended, you yeah. know, with the disciples yeah. and I could get into a long debate and conversation about that, but Oh, we should the, do that one day. That'd yeah. be fun. We can do that over coffee for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he said over coffee. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the point is, is like, these are sensitive conversations yeah. and I love podcasts and I love talking about these things, but when I don't have an individual sitting in front of me telling me their story, yeah. then things get really messy. Right. I feel and like I would that. say the same thing about like transgenderism or homosexuality or yeah. any of the things that uh, there's huge debates about abortion, you know, whatever is yeah. a, a big, heavy kind of Christian emotional button. Mm-hmm. Um, I think outside of relationships, it's really difficult to have really hard conversations about these things without everybody getting triggered and running away. Yes. And reacting. Yes. And so I, I know just had a conversation with I know people, that. you know, hear this and you know, I know you've experienced this with witchcraft and just even the photos. Yeah. You know, there's some Christians that are like, You shouldn't even take Play those pictures, yep. you know, do those kind of things. Yeah. But in relationship with you, I know you know, you know the root, you know where it's coming from and you know the point. Right. And the reality is, is there's some dark stuff out there. Yeah. There's some dark stuff you got into. Yeah. But you're redeeming those things. 100%. You know, and that's, you can't hide away from that. No. And you know, one time um, I did, one of my dearest, closest friends, we're still best friends today. He said, are you sure that this is what you want to do? Because you're going to always be known as this is she lukewarm? Is she on fire? Is she a satanic? Is she the, and I just looked at him and I said, I'm not here for the saved. Mm -hmm. I am here for people to, if they're even intrigued to, to open it up. Cause if you read it, then that, then that's the Holy Spirit's job is to grab them. Absolutely. And that's, I'm not scared of it because I've been, I've been around it. And so you know, which this is a whole other topic and we will not get on it. But I mean, I've, you know, like I'm not scared of dealing with so-called demons or spirits or uh-huh. whatever, because they've, I've, I've already dealt with them. Yep. Right. And, and so, it, yeah, like I don't even take that on anymore because I'm like, yo, that's the Holy Spirit's thing. Yeah. Well, we're, we're Western Christians too. I mean, you know, even yes. mentioning those things, like it freaks people out because they don't, they think they know what you're talking about or I'm talking about or a person's talking about in like two sentences. Yeah. And they just never had their eyes open to it. Right. You know, it's like, uh, I talk about that. We're so what, what's the word we're selectively spiritual. Come on, come on. Like we look, believe, look, we believe in a God who came down on earth mm-hmm. and got a virgin pregnant by the Holy spirit. Yep. Who then God became man in Jesus. Yeah. Was born yeah. of this virgin, lived a sinless life was crucified, come on, murdered, and then resurrected from the dead, mm-hmm. along with a bunch of other people, by the way, Matthew says. Right, right. All those people then ascended to heaven. Yep. Then the Holy Spirit came down on, on this group of people, and they were speaking in tongues and speaking in spirit language, and everybody heard them. And then they went around and healed and resurrected and cast out demons and all, did all these things. That's right. So we believe all of that. The yeah. average Christian would yeah. say, all that's true. Yeah. But then when we talk about tongues or we talk about praying over somebody and and Mm -hmm. for healing or anointing someone with oil or, you know, doing any of those Mm -hmm. things or demons. Deliverance ministry. Yeah. We're like, wait, that's weird. Let's be careful. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying you shouldn't be careful because you can get really wonky really quick. Oh, yeah. You can get bushwhacked real fast. But it's interesting 
you know, that we be- we're selective. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, I believe all these things, yeah. but I don't know about this, yeah. but I don't know about this. Yeah. And it's like, well, go to the word with it. You know, go to the Holy Spirit Come, with oh, it. You can yeah. make me get up and run around this place. <laughs> That's what I always tell everybody. Don't people, listen to Clint. Exactly. Yeah. People are always saying to me, they'll call me and be like, hey, Britt, um, can you pray about this? Or, hey, Britt, you have a direct line to Jesus. I'm like, listen to me, Linda. So do you. Listen, Linda, listen. Exactly. Like, I feel like that little boy, listen to me, Linda, listen to me. But seriously, like, we we all we all do like get go to the word and if and i've even had people because i look i have all kinds of friends they're like well yeah but i don't you know i don't i don't really believe like you do and and i don't go i don't go to the word and i'm like all right well let's sit down and have a conversation about that right whereas most people are like well you're going to hell well (laughs) you're going to hell too if you don't change your ways in jesus name like get it together don't be judging on me or anybody else so you know i and i'm thankful and and that's that's why I'm not scared to do what I do mm-hmm. is because it's not about me. Yeah, for you sure. Know? So yeah, so I mean, like, so I wrote my book, and then I just posted this picture we just talked about about the resurrection, you know, and I got some flack from that too. You know, I was sure. like, oh, Brittany, like, why did you do it like that? And are you for sure? For people that who that's haven't seen happened? it, can you talk about kind of what that is? Um, actually, it's kind of funny that it came full circle and six or seven years but actually um i was i saw this in the middle of writing my book and at three something in the morning um years ago and it was just um for any 1990 years out there garth brooks um red strokes was what i saw and i and and i i just wrote it down really really fast and went back to writing my book and um for, for now the last seven years I just have been like okay how am I gonna get this to work and I needed a baby lamb I needed you know what somebody that kind of looked like what the Bible portrays as Jesus mm-hmm. not what the portrait of Jesus hanging around all, mm-hmm. all the time is and um and this is the shot with the guy with the title you know title up with the is that what the what my work or yeah. the, the the portrait that I'm talking about? No, no. The, yeah, the, your work. Okay, yeah. My work is the one that I just posted for this Easter um, where he's covered in red paint. Right, it looks right. like he's it's the blood, and then he's hugging me, and then okay. um, the washing of the feet I did to just, which I have a, there's like a whole continuation of that, yeah. which I'm super excited about. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I've always thought, you know. And they can see that uh, it where can they people see that on my Facebook page, uh, Brit, Brittany Strickland or Brit Elizabeth photography, yeah. Instagram at Brit Elizabeth. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. I love how you, uh, you know, even with the, um, redemption book photos, like over the years, you've done how many, five years of that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. There's always a continuation. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I'll probably, I people get freaked out though. Cause it's, you know, oh, every single time, yeah. even this, the, so I, but I, they'll I, send their kids dressed up on Halloween. Sure. That's my funny. That's I'm gonna need you to preach, Jesus. <laughs> yes, look. I just think it's hilarious. I know I, that that people, we, all of us, because I'm the same way, are hip, so so hypocritical and so like and judgmental. Well, we're selective. Yeah, you know, it's like that's such a good word. I've never thought about it like that. It's a great perspective. You know, it's like, well, you shouldn't be taking pictures of people with witches. You know, and yeah. that's that's dark and magicy. Mm-hmm. But also, my kid's gonna dress up as you know whatever right. for Halloween and that's fun. Right. You know? Yeah. So Which again, actually, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying it's funny how we get up in arms about those things. It's okay. I wanted to wrap up that spiritual conversation real quick. Cause yeah. you know, a lot of people, especially in my office too, we talk about spiritual warfare. 
And everybody that I know that's a Christian will say there's 100% spiritual warfare. Yeah. And I just want people to, to for them for their own sake to go, well, what does that mean theologically? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. So if you're talking about demons and angels and all these mm-hmm. things, and you'd say, yeah, I believe in that, but I don't know what that means or yeah. how it means. Yeah. You know, go to scripture and look at scripture and, and try to figure out for yourself, like, because if we're, if we're blind to it and we're not listening to the Holy Spirit, then we, you know, we're going to get dismantled. 1,000%. You know, and uh, I mean, it's as simple as like uh, in the Ephesians or Galatians where it's the armor of God. Galate Ephesians? I don't know. Yes, it's Ephesians. Okay. At the end, you know, it's talking about the armor of God and put on the whole armor of God, the helmet and the breastplate and the yes. belt of truth and the, you know, the shoes, you know, and the sword and the shield. And and the the last line is, and always be praying in the spirit. Always. And like, we, we forget that that's like part of the armor of God. 100%. So it's like put on the full armor of God, you know, like you have to do all of it, all of it. And it's like, don't just put the helmet on. You don't, you you have to do it like several times a day, especially when we walk in. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, thank you. People tell me all the time. They're like, I don't understand. And I'm like, guys, you don't, I don't, I don't get it. I've had months where I, in the shower every morning, I, I like practice put like I actually kind of pretend to put it on and visualize yes. it. Yep. Yes. I don't do it all the time, but there's there's times where I'm like getting my butt kicked and I'm like, oh, oh God, gosh. you know, like yes. I need to pretend I need to visualize myself just in like Iron Man. Yes. So January 1st, I was coming back from Dallas. I spent um, New Year's Eve with my best friend in Dallas and I was coming back from Dallas and um, my daughter was asleep in the passenger seat and I was listening to a podcast. I don't know if you ever listened to Blurry Creatures. Hmm. Um, but I was listening to this podcast and literally like I heard the voice of the Lord and he said, turn that off. And so Breland's asleep. So I turned it down. Now I drive a Jeep. So it's super loud because it's a Jeep and it is super cool looking. It, thank you. I, I do love, love my Jeep. I bet you I can't guess what color it is <laughs> <laughs> or what color I have on today or what color my hair is. Oh, but you know, and it's pink, funny, we, we should talk about ask. that after, after I say this, because yeah. people automatically look at me like I really am a witch because I have black hair and yeah. I wear black and I drive a black vehicle and I'm like, y'all should come to my home. It's very bright and airy yeah. and it is, you know, anyway, um, I'm driving back and so I turned the, the radio down and he said, Hey, I want to do something different this year. And I was like, okay. And I'm sure some people are gonna be like, she heard the voice of the Lord. Look, we all hear it the, however we hear it, right? Definitely. Whether it's in your, in your brain, it's your, if thoughts, you're listening, your, you'll hear a lot more than what you think. Come Okay. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, and so he said, I want to start doing coffee time with you because that's your favorite thing. And it is my favorite thing in the morning is getting my coffee, getting in my quiet time, getting my Bible, my Jesus calling or whatever it is that I'm doing. Sometimes I'll just go outside and just walk in the grass and just be with him. Um, and he was like, but I really want you, I want to, I want to dialogue with you. So I want you to write it down and I want you to, to understand that I am your father. Like, I know you don't quite grasp that because of your relationship with your human father, but I really need you to get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking to you as you're my daughter and I am your father. Not that we're, I'm God in this big, massive thing with, with the, I created all this, all this, and you're this little puny aunt. I need you to really, and I just begin to weep because I was like, little old me, like you want to, you want to dialogue with mm-hmm. me and here's what I've learned. It's because of when when that happens and you really do have that sort of relationship, I feel like the the armor of the Lord 
it's more of a reminder like yo you you just got done dialoguing with the creator of all creation like you better get bushwhacked so you better put the armor on well, what happened to jesus when he spent 40 days in the yeah, desert thank you <laughs> yeah people you know it says the holy spirit led him to the desert that's right and he goes 40 days yep. tired exhausted, exhausted but with god yes and then as soon as he goes to leave devil's like hey what's up yo what's up <laughs> Let me ask you a few things. Right. And and look, Jesus was so cool with it, too. He was like, oh, God. And he literally just said a few words, which was the word of God, uh-huh. which is why that should so be embedded in us, and it's not. Oh, but, I know. It's good. Yeah. Man, I'm already loving this conversation. Uh, well, okay. So word for you. Um, one of my favorite ideas, because I have that same issue, um, is in, when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he's, there's a, I mean, you could preach 15,000 different sermons about that story, right? Right, yeah. But there's this moment where he's, he's miserable. He's gone to his friends. They've fallen asleep three times. He's mm-hmm. in there. He's praying, you know, he's mm-hmm. praying, he's bleeding, sweating blood. He's mm-hmm. so stressed out. Yep. And he says, my, you know, father, if there's any other way, take this cup for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that word that he used, the father there is Abba. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, it, it's Abba is is like a it's like a phrase or a hebrew phrase not really even a word that is like say like it's what a little kid says when they can't say dad so it's like da. oh wow yeah so it's like jesus is saying my dada yeah wow like that's what that's how intimate abba is mm. that's gonna make me cry mm-hmm. and in matthew when the disciples say teach us how to pray yes we think our father, father who art in heaven yeah. right mm-hmm. our father who art in heaven this very form mm-hmm. it's the same word yeah so Jesus is literally saying, when you pray, yeah. pray, my dada who come art in on, heaven. Come on. And I was like, uh, I had listened to this sermon about this and was working on it in therapy. And I'd had Grady. And he. it was literally like the same week that he was saying dada that I was like, that hit me. Oh, wow. And I was like, I had this moment where I was like, I feel about this little boy, yeah. you know, and he sees me in this right now, not anymore, but right now as a perfect <laughs> You know, I do everything right. I'm taking mm-hmm. care of him. He sees me innocent. He doesn't know any of my sins or my shame or my anger or my yeah. lust or my greed or any yeah. of these things. Yeah. It's not affecting him too much yet. Yeah. God sees me a million times more like that and loves me a million, a million more times, times yes. more than I love this baby. Yes. And from that point, mm-hmm. that was, you know, almost eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. The same kind of trying to, trying to really understand God as this like dad. Yeah. And in, uh, to dovetail that, that. and uh, in Job, mm. people have a hard time with this because they do that reactive thing where they're like, "No, you need to respect God; He right. is authoritative." And that's what happens in Job. Job is like questioning him, and at some point, God goes, "Dude, did you tell the seas where to stop? <laughs> like, did you put the stars in the sky?" My favorite line is, "Did you put the belt on Orion?" Come on, like, so he, I am that, like, yeah. right? But then it halfway through that it says. And I also know when the doe has their fawn, I'm there. Wow. Right? It's like Come on. he is big and he is huge and he is amazing. But he also is present Come on. when a random deer in the woods has their baby mm. alone. Yeah. You think he's not sitting with you right. in the morning with coffee? Right. Like you, know, you think he's not dealing with your stress or your anxiety or your depression or your addiction or your yeah. kids who are about to go to college. Whatever the thing is that you think 
is so big. Is so big. Yeah. He first of all, he is way bigger than 100%. that problem. But he also is so intimate as a parent yeah. with just you. Yeah. And that's just the craziest thing us. ever. I know. It's wild to me. It really is wild to me. And it's taken me a long time to grasp that. I listen to um Eye on the Sparrow mm. daily. Because I'm like Such a good one. There's a that's a little tiny bird. I even have it tattooed on my arm from a hundred years ago. Um, and that was, you know, at the moment that I got the tattoo, it was like, Oh, but this is Hebrews six nineteen, And you know, he's going to always keep me anchored. And of course now he's like, okay, yeah, what, whatever. <laughs> but, but we grow, but I, we do, but that I got like, a tribal tattoo. So, you know, that, it's like, <laughs> I mean, look, we all did it. Right. <laughs> and who's to say that I won't do it again. Cause I mean, but the sparrow is this tiny little bird, you know, and if he cares for that, baby bird he's gonna care for his human bird right absolutely <laughs> or donkey over here <laughs> that's how i feel like god says half the time he's like you jackass you're like, i know that's not I, true i feel that though i feel sometimes he's like brittany what are you doing yep in my son's name you know right. <laughs> i love oh, it man. i love it all right, so you tell us about kind of photography and, and how you got into that and um, and where you're going with that and kind of what's your okay what's your plans? Um, God, photography, man, I've been doing photography. I feel like my whole life. Um, my aunt was actually a nature and animal photographer back in the '80s, like with a dark room and film and all that. And um, I used I spent the night with my grandmother, and my aunt, every Friday night, and so that's just kind of became a part of my life when I was very young, like. 9, 10, 11. And, um, and I just was fascinated that at the, at that time I didn't grasp it. Now that I'm 145 years old, you really understand that like the most important thing besides your relationship with Christ is time. Mm -hmm. And, um, the only way to freeze it is by capturing a photograph of it. And so even when I, in my little bitty brain back then, I was like, wow, like I literally watched that bird land. She took a picture and then the bird flew off. And now we have this picture mm -hmm. of that moment. And so then life happened. And, um, I guess, I mean, now we're talking like 15 years ago. Cause yeah, Breland's 15 and a half. So like 14 years ago, 14, 15 years ago, um, I just, I had always been that person like through high school that was like always taking pictures. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had. You had the Polaroid? I did. I did. I had lots of Polaroids and lots of throwaway cameras that you would take to, um, remember? What Weddings. was that? What was that? Um, it wasn't Walgreens, but it was, God, the store that you could go and take your, um, your film to here, you know, because you could used to could take your film to anywhere and they could get it, get it developed in an hour. Right. Well, now you can't do that, but, and I miss those days because film is really my love. I love film. Um, but do you have I, a dark room at the house? No, oh. no. Well, like, I mean, my grandmother actually asked me the other day, she was like, Hey, do you want any of this stuff? And I was like, man, none of that works. None yeah. of that is good, you know, <laughs> but it was like all these rolls of film and all this, you know, but, um, but yeah, so I, no, I shoot all digital, but just because of the world that we live in, of everybody course. wants their images right now, right then. And, um, I just didn't know if you did anything like on the side. No, I, I would love to, but no, you ain't got time. I don't have time. No. And then I get nervous because like, I don't want to send my film through the mail 
Like I, I would, I don't know if I would be able to function if I shot a whole wedding on film and then had to send it all the way to New York and wait for yeah, it to come yeah. back. Uh, uh-uh, no, I'd be too scared it would get exposed or something. But anyway, so um, about like I said, fourteen, fifteen years ago, um, I was gifted a camera and started shooting. I enrolled, was enrolled in um, the Photography Institute in New York. Oh wow. Um, it wasn't, I mean, I, I could have gone, but I didn't, ha- I couldn't really go due to circumstances and, you know, my life and I was going through a divorce and, uh, actually my divorce, my divorce was done, but I had babies. I mean, my kids were little and, and so, um, I guess I got through like, I don't know, six or nine months of it. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I can't, I'm not doing math. I'm just not. And so that was it. I literally walked around with my camera. And just would shoot whoever would let me shoot them. I mean, I think my first wedding was three hundred dollars for twelve hours or something. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember when I got paid my first like speaking gig for like fifty bucks to go speak for like two hours. It's like, oh my gosh, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, and so, so that that really that was it. I mean, I, I just loved. I, I just thought it was so cool. And I guess I shot for about a year, and. If, I'm, if this is just real and honest, I mean, I didn't want to shoot at LSU in the line of trees. And mm-hmm. that was like the thing back then. I, I wanted to shoot families like in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shoot real life. I wanted people to know that like. In their backyard with popsicles. Yes. Oh, that was so sweet. Yes, in their backyard with popsicles. Or a mom and daddy loving on each other while their kids are running around them because that's real life, you know. Or, I don't know, I just wanted to do real life. And I remember going into my mom's house. It was in the middle of the day, and I'm literally a workaholic, so I need to pray about I need to work on that still. But um, I walked in, and my mom said to me, are you, are you sick? Because I, I worked all the time. At that point, I was a massage therapist. Um, I was trying to start my clothing line. Um, I had my two kids, and, and I was doing photography on the side. And I said... No, ma'am, I said, I just don't think I'm going to do photography. I said, I, j- I cannot do gingham and bright. I just can't. I cannot do it. And, and, and dogs in tutus. That was the other thing that people wanted me to do was dogs in tutus. And I said, she goes, what do you mean? And I just said, Mom, I cannot, I can't not be me. Right. And she was pouring a cup of coffee and she was, you know, like, I don't know, four nine. And I looked just like her, so she looked just like this. She had long black hair. Maybe it wasn't long back then, because I think she was sick or she was in remission or something. And she slammed that coffee pot on the table, and she leaned over, and she looked at me, and she goes, I did not raise you like that. You will do this, because it is a call on your life. It is not about you. It is about your ministry and what God's going to do. And I just was like, okay. And that's, that's kind of how the witch story started, was because... She said, and I'm just going to say it because it was my mom's true form, but she said, we're about to scare the hell out of Shreveport. And I don't mean that I'm cussing. I mean, it is time for the spirit of witchcraft to be lifted up and out of here. Mm. And I was like, Mama, you're not listening to me. People only want me to shoot what they want me to shoot. They don't want me to shoot about witches, and I sure don't want to shoot about, I no, like I'm trying to get in the game. And she was like, oh, you're about to be in the game, baby. And that was it. That's what started the very first hauntings. It was actually called the Tea Party, the Tea Party Hauntings, and we shot it in my mom's backyard because I didn't have a budget, right? We shot it in my mom's backyard, and and by at this point she was sick, mm-hmm. 
and she did all the hair and makeup because that's what she did her whole whole, wow. her whole life. And um, you got shots of like that stuff. Yes, we don't have very many of her because she was very vain. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm talking. I mean, like oh, I love doing that. Your mom, dumb vain. Like like mom, you're 50 years old. Nobody cares. It's okay. No, it is not. You, I will go out. My hair will be. I mean, it was. She was a hot mess, is what she was. But um, she was the best. And so yeah, so that's how that's how it really really got started. And and then like City Life, I don't even remember. Do you remember City Life magazine? Mm-mm. See, so they they did a story on me. Um, and then somebody else did something on me. And then it just kind of progressed. And so here we are today. And you know, um, now I'm booked a year out and you know create i'm the first woman in my family to have bought a home by herself and can take care of herself without any help and 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 you know have has built a business um and is gonna leave some sort of like my mom died we were like we knew we really didn't she didn't have anything but she was like these are boxes and you cannot open them until until i go we're like, okay. We're like, what is it? Um, we all got a different crystal. Um, we all got a, a, a story. Like, she wrote us a letter. And then we all got little bitty tapes of why we needed to be aware that they were infiltrating our water because she was a massive conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and that was it. And we were like, what You're is like happening? millions aren't hiding underneath the house? Yes, exactly. You yeah. know, because she was, the, she was the mom that she, if like, I, I, one time I remember her saying, hold on just a second. And she walked outside and she got this jar out of the, out of the yard, you know, and it was, had a couple hundred dollars in it, but it was, she was crazy. She was, it was crazy. It was, a, it was a good time. But yeah, so, you know, now I just, I kind of do have my niche. The old, you know, the older, the older you get, the better, I should say this for my own self. I feel like the older I get, the better I am. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. we were just talking about this with some new, I went over to Rustin to our Monroe office yesterday and I'm like talking to some of the newer therapists and they're young and just starting. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you'll be a way better therapist than I am in 10 years. Yeah. Right. You know, like that's the goal, right? Is, is that we, we want our kids to be better earlier. Yes. We want our, our mentor, our peers and our, our, our uh, what do you call those things? People look up to us. Yeah. 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 To be better earlier. The people who 100%. you're mentoring, you know, yeah. mentees. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get it. It's definitely, um, I think 40, you know, when you're turning 40, which I just did in December, you realize, gosh, I'm going to turn 50 and realize how much of an idiot I am right now. I mean, but 30, you're like, oh, I've learned so much. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, 20, you're, you think you know everything. 30, you feel like you've learned so much more than your dumb 20 self and 40, you're like, I know nothing. Yes. You know, I'm going to learn so much more in the next six months to a year, much less 10 years. Yep. You know, it's so true. And, and you walk. I don't know, like, I, I just am like, okay, so today was today, and I'm grateful for today, and what did I learn from today, and okay, and tomorrow is going to be better, and yeah, it's very wild, and, I, and that's how I feel about my photography businesses. Um, you know, I always want to be learning. I always want to be getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Ford, everybody knows Tom Ford because everybody knows him from his designs and and his clothes and that kind of stuff. But, you know, he was a photographer before he was ever anything. Mm. And um, I've watched several of his 
um, interviews, and very early on, he quoted that he really believed that we all had our own window and that you have to be careful because everybody windows close. Every, every one of us, our windows close at some point, and then we're done with that part, and then we have to move on. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, I don't know if I believe that. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't. I think that, I, I don't know. So that was like 15 years ago that I heard that. And now it's like, it doesn't have to close. Right. You know, as long as as long as you keep going at it, and as long as you keep learning and you keep, you really do keep God first and let him run it. Yeah. And you just walk along with him, which. I well, if that's, well, I guess that depends on, right? It's like. Depends on what the window is. True. You know, if the window is, I'm going to do whatever you're calling me to do. Yes. Then it's never going to close. And But what you're doing may shift. Yes. If the window is, I'm going to be, if my identity is I'm a photographer or I'm a therapist mm-hmm. or I'm a pastor or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a doctor or I'm a nurse or whatever it is that you do out there. Um, if that's our identity and, and our sexual identity and our, you know, you know, yep. Baptist denomination and whatever the thing is that, you know, in our Pentecostal denomination and our witchcraft, I don't care. Right. If that's the window, that sucker's going to close and shift. Come on. As you grow and as you mature and as you age and all this kind of things, hopefully, yeah. you know, you should beg for it to close. Yeah. But if you're, if your window is the identity in Christ and walking in his will and it's his ministry and his job and his thing. Yeah then you can. And that's what I, I mean, I, people who are miserable listening to this or people who are really struggling going, I don't know if I like this job. I don't know if I like this thing. Like you can change it. One million percent. Yeah, change the, you know, shut the window. Shut it, shut it. You know, I and always, open another one. somebody prayed for me the other day and they were praying, you know, for uh, God to shut doors that nobody can shut and open doors that nobody can open. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. Such a beautiful It really you know, is. Thing it to really is. About. You know, but Windows the same, you know, it's the same. Yeah, and I mean a lot of times anybody that follows me knows that I will always say I, that those are the two things that I always talk about is guard your gates. And Yeah, I wanted to get in this for like I want you to be on time so you got like 10 minutes. How far do you have to go? Oh, just right down the road. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Um guard your gates and then um Well, well before you get in that. Okay. Go ahead and no, say the next part and then I'll get to you. Okay. Um guard your gates and that you get to choose every single minute what the next minute is going to be. Yeah. And so why don't you walk in that authority? If you don't like where you're going, then change it Mm -hmm. because that's, we were, we, we have that authority to change it and to choose to be. And that's how come like so many people are like, so what's your testimony? And before I had this awakening moment. It was like, oh, well, my testimony is, well, my dad did this, and my stepfather did this, and my mom was like this, and you know, I just had to survive. And, and it was this whole poor, pitiful story. And then I had this boom moment with the Lord, and it was like, yo, that is not your your identity anymore. Mm-hmm. I brought you out of that. Won't you walk over here? And I was like, oh, I guess I could choose to do that. I guess I could choose to do because all I've ever seen is people that stay in that. Don't ever come out of that. Yeah. Well, we talk so, about this yeah. in trauma therapy that, you know, I think it's a fine balance because if you don't sit in and acknowledge that there were things that happened to you that shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. and what were those things and how do they affect your brain and how do they set up spiritual attacks and all those kind of things, then, you, then you're then you unaware and then you're in danger. Right. So I do think there's a season where you have to sit in it and that it's not your identity then, although it becomes that when you're sitting in it for too long. Yeah. 
but you it's it's part of your identity is God intended for you to receive Eden and you receive this world. And so that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so there's pain and suffering and things that God didn't intend for you, but that you went through. Yeah. And then at some point in order to walk in the spirit, yeah, you have to go. I rebuke that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I forgive those people. I, yes. I let go of those things. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to move past those things. They're yes. going to be a part of me and they're going to shape who I am forever. Cause that's yeah. my image that God is bearing, but or that I'm bearing of God. And then you get to walk in freedom and those, those things are going to come back. Right. Yeah. Until Christ returns and restores all things. Like we are new. You know, we are redeemed. We are seated in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. We do stand in his righteousness, Mm -hmm. but Jesus hasn't returned yet either. Right. And so the newness is how God sees us. Yeah. Right. We move from being an enemy to being a child and a friend. Yeah. Moving from slave to child. That's right. And so it's like, but man, I know that my my brain and so many people go, but don't forget you're a sinner. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, don't forget these things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God forgot. Yes. Like, he forgot that I'm a sinner. Oh, my. We could talk about this like, oh, I'm sure. all day. <laughs> like, because this kind of stuff sets me on fire. Because when you really get the fact that you can walk in full freedom from offense, addiction, abuse, uh, thoughts, when you when it happens to you i'm like it it just make it makes me so i'm not playing like it it sets me on fire because i'm like y'all just get free like that that's been my prayer here lately Mm -hmm. you know like we have all these wonderful beautiful prayers that we can pray and people always say they're like god Brittany, i don't know how that comes to you and i'm like guys it's not me it's not me but then just a couple weeks ago i was praying for several people and um it's a, kind of a whole story, but it, it's kind of the guard your gate thing, mm-hmm. okay? And the Lord just said, hey, why don't you just pray for them to get free and let me do the rest? Right. And I went, <laughs> you're the most simplest, coolest thing on the planet. He was like, no, I made the planet, but okay. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, it's nuanced, and that's the hard part for people to have these conversations is that doesn't mean that you're not going to continue to do stupid things. Right. It doesn't mean that you're not going to fear and doubt. It doesn't mean that you're not going to sin. Right. It doesn't mean that you're not going to, you know, be angry at God or doubt God or, yeah. or stumble. Yeah. It, you're going to keep doing all those things. 100%. But it, it, what it means is, is that when you do those things, mm-hmm. you go, you have to stop and go, well, what do I believe? Yeah. Well, I believe that I was, I'm redeemed. I believe that I'm, um, this is my identity. Yeah. And I stopped believing that for a moment, which is why, I, why I did these things. Right. I did these things cause I forgot. Right. And Satan tricked me again and whispered in my ear. Hey, yeah. Don't you think this, uh, a better option right you know don't you think this is you know a, a better choice you sure god cares if you do this thing yeah well i don't remember god didn't take care of you then he's not going to take care of you then you you better protect yourself yep. you know and then we do the thing and then what does god do he doesn't turn his back and walk away he mm-hmm. shows up and goes come here buddy yep come here daughter come here son that's right like i was here the whole time yep you know, you forgot. Mm-hmm. And so here I am to remind you that I love you and that you're awesome. And right. I'm going to put this robe on you and let's throw you a party. Yep. Exactly. I'm not I disappointed. Mean, I'm not mad. I'm not, yeah. you know, yeah, the word clearly says, just ask, ask for forgiveness. And then he throws it as far as from the East is from the West. Hello. What, how far is that? Universe to universe. Exactly. And so if he never sees it again, 
But then that, isn't that so crazy? Like that, that's such a demonic thing for Satan to do. He's like, Do you really think that he let that go? Because that was a pretty big sin. Yeah. Which is why the word says to take every thought captive. Yes. You know, so it's just, oh, I could talk about this. Right. Forever. Which, which again, uh, doesn't mean, right, Paul says this, where, where sin increases, grace increases. Yes. But that doesn't mean go on sinning. And 100%. so that's the whole point is, if, you're, if your heart posture is to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and to walk with God and to walk in the Spirit, mm-hmm. then the that will the fruit of behavior will flow out of it 100%. But if you're going to behave yeah. and do good and not do things and do things in order for God to be happy with you yeah. or to make up for your sin for to make him go okay mm-hmm. you gave me grace so now I'm like work really hard right. to pay that off. Yeah. You're missing the point missing and the that's point. what you know you're just going to cycle things through yes. and be more miserable and more depressed and more yes. anxious because you're putting it on you. That's right. And you can be happy for a while as you white knuckle it and behave. Yeah. But then as soon as you trip up, you're like back to, yep, see, I knew I was an idiot. I knew I sucked. Mm-hmm. I knew I was terrible. Yeah. I knew I was lustful. I knew I was whatever. Yeah. And golly, you know, if anybody knew. Yes. What know, I just did. Ugh. I know. I feel that, you know, here's, here's something that I know you wanted to talk about something else, but the Lord revealed something to me not too long ago. Um, I was driving and he said, Hey, you know how you acted out of anger yesterday? And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> which, which got me because I, 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 I did, I did. And then I was telling you the story where I hit my knees and I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Cause he popped me on the, on my head. And he was like, yo, like, he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to teach you something. Cause I'm your daddy. And I was like, okay. He said, you didn't wake up yesterday morning and think this is how I'm going to act. Right? And I said, yes. He goes, that's how an addict feels. That's how somebody that offended you feels. Like, an addict doesn't wake up and think, I'm going to ruin my family today. Right. I'm going to go shoot up or snort that line. It's all the enemy's attack. And I literally, I, I, I think I cried for the rest of the day. Because so many things... And I, I literally was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And he showed me several different people that I thought that I had forgiven and I was not walking in offense with. But he, he showed me several people and he was like, now do you understand? I, I'm not condemning you. I'm trying to teach you to see a different way, to see a perspective. And I just wept mm. at the at the love of him to show me this because I really do. I love people and I, I will meet you where you are. And I trust so hard to love you through where you are and 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 really walk that out. And so, you know, I mean, I've, I've called several people mm-hmm. since then and just been like, yo, I got to humble myself and say, I'm so sorry. You probably don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in order for me, because the word says that we're supposed to humble ourselves and, and ask for forgiveness and and go to the person that we may or may not have offended and make sure that it's okay before we can even take communion. Like that's what Jesus spoke in that big, talk that he had you know mm-hmm. and and they're all of them were like uh oh okay what whatever and i'm like okay good have a good day love yeah. you bye you know it's just it is, it's just freedom it's awesome yeah. all right i got like six minutes with you okay we're good i wanted to talk about you know you do film you do a lot of the stuff you know talking about redeeming the witchcraft and you know your, your photography is for you know phenomenal thank you and you we talked a little bit 
about like movies and culture mm-hmm. and some of the pervasiveness that's going on with that. What, what, tell me what kind of your thoughts on that and what do you see? And you're talking about like what's happening right now? Yep. Um, I don't, you might, we might have to go over a little tab. Um, well, give me the, give me know, the, okay. give, me, give me the, the, the cliff notes version. Okay. And then I'll have you come back and we'll talk, we'll start oh, with that. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Cause I do think it's an important conversation. Yeah. You know, you know, when, we're, we're kind of the same age. So when we were growing up, it wasn't so in your face. Granted, yes, there was poltergeist. Granted, yes, you know, remember when like the, the hair metal bands, it was like, oh, they're satanic and you can turn oh, yeah. the, the record over and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I played Dungeons and Dragons, so they, right. they okay. thought that we were killing goats and yes. sacrificing children with yes. our Cheetos and uh, yes. crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so now... A bunch of nerdy kids. Right. Who didn't know anything about anything? Um, you know, wh- here's what I here's my problem with things now, and my, my poor kids. And I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this, so you can take this out if I do. For example, here's my cliff notes. My daughter has loved Taylor Swift from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was her first concert. I mean, she has loved her from the beginning. Okay, and I. I don't listen to that kind of music anymore. One, because I, I do love music, but I can't handle it. Like, I'm just not going to listen to Lil Nas X right. while he's dressed as a demon. And it's everything is so blatant. Yeah. Everything is so blatant. Yeah, the other guy who was like on VH, v, VMAs this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there's so Sam, many. Sam, Sam, yeah. Yeah. Harris. Yes. No, that's, no, the, that's, that's not the him. Bader. Um, I know you're talking okay. about. Okay. I can't think of his name either. And just everything, you know, just everything. And look, I'm from the old school where rap was rap back a long time ago. Like, what? And Snoop and, and, um, oh my gosh. Like, and at least they were singing about something back then. You know, now they don't sing about anything. It's just all about sex and, and rape and and drugs. And yes, that's, they sung about that too back then, but it was because that was what they were living. You know, like this was, it was, they were telling a story. Yep. Okay. Now, back to Breland's story. Breland's my daughter. Now, she is a spitfire child, which we could have a whole conversation about her because she's a straight miracle, okay? They even, they want, they tried to get me to abort her very early on, um, and the Lord spoke to me very early on and was like, "This she's going to do something for me in the end times. Like, do you, do, do, do. it was this whole thing. Anyway, she was born at 26 or 7 weeks. I never can remember, and she survived. My, my baby before that was born at 25 weeks, and he did not survive. Mm. And so, and of course, Brody was born at 37 weeks, and Brody's 18, and he's amazing. And um, Anyway, so Breland goes, Breland has loved Taylor Swift. Well, this whole time I'm watching all this stuff, and I just, look, there there's, comes a point where we all come to the age of accountability. And you have to, at, at some point, give your kids a little bit of lead room and let them Navigate. learn how to make the right decision. And so I have just kind of always been like, well, if you're asking me, have you gone to the father first? Cause I've always told my kids, don't come to me or your daddy or your stepmama or your aunt. I go to the Lord first and see what he has to say about it. Cause I've always tried to teach them what I was not taught. Right. Mm-hmm. So somebody got Breland tickets for this Taylor Swift in Dallas a couple weeks ago. Yep. This whole time. We're about to get canceled, but go ahead. I, I know. That's why I said you're probably going to no, take it out. No, it's good. I'm not going to take it out. Okay. 
Um, this whole time, I'm, all, I'm watching everything. Okay, so I'm watching all these things that Taylor's quote unquote about what she's not about. I'm watching these behind the scene things. I'm, I'm really. There's a whole documentary about it. A whole documentary. So Brendan's like, "Mom, I got Taylor Swift tickets. We're like on the floor, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Okay." Now I'm not quiet. Me and my kids, we've always talked about everything. They know about a lot of things, and everybody's always told me you talk too much about to your kids. I'm like, "Nope. You you let me do that. You do you. It's fine." So she, she asked me, she was like, are you going to let me go? I was like, yeah, you're 15 years old. If you want to go, you can go. And of course, in the background, I don't know how to pray about it. You know, I'm <laughs> screaming in my pillow and like, Lord Jesus, are you sure? You know, and um, so she goes and she comes home and I'm like, did you have fun? She's like, mom, it was so cool. Like, you know, it was just so theatrical and it was this and it was that. And she goes, but I do have to show you something. And I was like, okay. And she gets her phone out and she goes, mom, why did you let me go? And I said, um, because you are past the age of accountability and there are some things that you can make decisions about right now. And I said, and I know who lives on the inside of you and I have to just trust. Mm. And she goes, well, I want to show you something. So she plays a part of the concert where it was full full coming from a, a small background of witchcraft it was a full-blown ritual taking place on stage mm -hmm. was it with the house i don't know all i remember okay. seeing is she was singing and then she started speaking in another language but there were dancers with cloaks on and crystal balls and they were dancing around her and there was all this mist coming up and Breland. She's like, now, Mama, I want you to see this. She was like, I want you to know that I see it. She goes, I do still like Taylor Swift, though. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I still like to sing Gin and Juice every now and again. And then I just got to pray. You don't know. And so um, she, I said, it's okay. I said, it's okay. I said, what, what are you about to show me? She turns it on. She, she's filming. She begins to pray out loud. Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus over this Colosseum. I rebuke any any sort of witchcraft, demonic activity that may try to infiltrate through the ears of these children and the people that are. And she goes on this full blown. Look, I got chills right now, mm -hmm. and I just begin to cry. So she gets done. She's like, "Mama, why are you?" My kids call me Waterworks because I cry all the time. She's like, "Mama, why are you crying?" And I said, "Because that's why you went." And she goes, "What do you mean?" And I said, "That's why you went." And I said, you have no idea what, what you, that little baby prayer that you think is a baby prayer. I know what it was that just did. That's my cliff notes. It's like they're not even hiding it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the well, media it, yeah. is just infiltrated. They don't even care that it's satanic. They don't. I mean, it's like and all these people are coming out now and they're like, um, y'all, y'all. They don't put the wool over like all your eyes, you know. I mean, I, I could show you so much stuff and so research that I've done, just be, being prepared so that whenever I hear these little dings from my children, that I can make sure that they're okay and that they they know the real. You can choose to do whatever you want to do, but I'm gonna give you the research so that you can look at it mm -hmm. and you can make a decision on your own. And if it convicts you, then you got to deal with that. That's between you and the Lord. And but but yeah, I mean this whole the bill that was passed last week. They said that we as parents can, do not have the right to, to to say anything to our child if they go into a, a hospital and say that they want to have their body parts cut off. What? 
Like, what is, what is happening, people? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... The, then have you seen... Did you see yesterday um, Vanessa Hudgens? Mm-hmm. Um, she, she wrote a... She did a movie. I don't know if she wrote it. I better be careful what I say. She did a movie... And she, at the premiere or at the, there, but it's about to be a premiere or something. There's an interview of her. This is not hearsay where she is saying that, you know, we really need to stop acting like um, being a witch is hocus pocus. What if we just embraced it and stop trying to make it look so evil because it really does empower women. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just over it. I'll and then don't, the don't get me started on this whole uh, women thing on this. We don't need men and we don't, that's a crock of crap. <laughs> Look, I am a strong, independent woman. I have been single for a very long time. But let me tell you, every day, at multiple times, I'm like, Jesus, I need my godly husband, Father. Bring me my godly hu-. I mean, because we need y'all. Uh, yeah, I think you know, all of that, you know, is a lot. And we could take each one of those parts and bring them down for like two hours. But I think that's the problem is that we're not talking about it. 100%. You know, we're not having enough conversations about it. And I know I'm going to just say this explicitly since it's on the podcast. You're not saying that, that, you know, we know that Taylor Swift is worshiping Satan. Right. Right. We're yeah, not we, saying yeah, she's satanic. No, we're no. not saying that she's a Satan worshiper. What you're trying to say is, is that from a Christian perspective, as a, as a teenager, as a young adult, and as an adult, what you listen to, there's not much that's neutral. Right. Right. There are truths. Yes. Like, let's just take Taylor Swift's or any secular artist's perspective on love mm-hmm. and marriage and relationships. Mm-hmm. What we mentioned, Garth Brooks. Like, mm-hmm. I remember being 10 or 11 and listening to Shameless, um, The Red Rolls. Strokes, yep. Thunder Rolls. Yep. Now, if we stop and listen to the right, like, if we read those lyrics yep. and we compare them to a healthy relationship, and then if we compare them to a Christian version of that, mm-hmm. they're going to be night and day. 100%. And so we're allowing children to celebrate and listen to, and we're celebrating and going along with yes. things that are teaching information to the population. Yeah. And so it's not to say that you can't listen to secular music. I mean, like you said, I, you right. know, I listen to it now and then. But it's children who aren't being discipled, who don't have a truth to go off of. Mm-hmm. If they don't have that, then they just they take whatever's given to them. Yeah. And it's very like, uh, I saw this clip. Uh, there's a country artist that got can that he canceled his show like two nights ago oh, or yeah, three Morgan nights Waller. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't listen to that, so I don't know, yeah. but, uh, I was, I've been looking at it and it was, um, again, no judgment for anybody who went to Taylor Swift, no judgment for anybody who listens to Morgan Wallen or country music or whatever I, you do, you do you. Yeah. But the question is, I saw a video clip of a little boy who's probably seven or eight. And he, and I have an eight and a half year old mm-hmm. and it was a mom. And she was like, he's devastated. She's filming him crying. Mm-hmm. He's devastated. He's sitting in the car crying. One, tend to your kid. Right. Like he's crying. Why are you filming him? Right. Like that's a, a problem in itself. Yeah. And now you're going to post it online to show everybody that he's crying yes. and take the time to like edit the video and the reel and right. like post stuff on right. it. Oh, we, I could talk about social media while your kid's long. crying in the car. Yes. And the uh, playing over the, the thing because he canceled it yeah. is a Morgan Wallen song. Is that his name? Morgan yeah. Wallen. Mm-hmm. That's talking about drinking, taking shots of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And the lyric was like, and I'm ripping your dress off to da, 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 da. Yeah. That's all I heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you're seven year old or eight year old. Right. You brought him to this concert in which this guy's going to sing about these things. And he knows it and likes it so much that when it was canceled, he's emotionally distraught. Right. And you, 
like, and you're posting all of that on social media right. to be out, outraged with. Yeah. And there's nothing incongruent or confusing about that. Right. Too. Right. And if she probably heard us, heard you say what she'd she just be said, so she'd be mad. so mad at you. And so there's two things that I want to say. One. And people, if you're mad at me, I'm sorry. Yeah. But we got to talk about the truth. I mean, yeah. And, and can we, can we like learn from like, how do I say it? Like I was telling somebody the other day, like we can have, I can have my opinion and you can have your opinion, but when did it start being like, oh, well, because we don't believe the same way we hate each other. Yeah. Or if, or I'm like the, the word of judgment, like, I, like if we're, if we're talking about opinions and things and what's healthy and you're, you're doing some of those negative behaviors or you haven't had insight yet to realize, oh man, yes, I didn't realize that, that I'm saying your worth and value is less. Right. Or that I think less of you or I would treat you bad or I wouldn't have you at my home for dinner. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yes. We're not saying any of that. No. What we're saying is we're those people too. Right. There are things in our lives yes. that we're blind to. Right. And that I do that are stupid. Yes. That I don't even realize are stupid. Yes. Or ignorant because I don't know. Yeah. And then somebody points it out to me and I go, Oh my gosh, I've been spending my money on that. And that's so sinful and stupid. Right. Or that's so a coping mechanism or that's so like not good for me and my family. Yeah. Let's change that. Right. Thank you for waking me up. Yeah. Thank you for making me accountable. But the fact that everybody is so easily like offended, I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. I'm not going to do this thing anymore because you guys just talked about it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and here's what I'll say about Taylor Swift and Sam Smith is his name. Sam Smith, Lil Nas X, um, they're, I'm no different from them. Right. I just had a wake-up call. Like, I heeded the call. What if they're heeding the call? So this is what I always want to say well, to Well, I see it a lot. Right now, you could see, and I, I just saw a comedian, uh, hilarious, speaking of secular people. What's his name? Oh, man. Um, they do the flagrant podcast. Anyway. He was he went to church like two weekends ago uh-huh. with his wife, okay, or his girlfriend. Oh, yes, and he was talking about because he was an atheist uh-huh. and he was somehow like he's the like I gave all my Lord. money out of the wallet, yes. like yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, I I pray for those people, you know, and and look, I was taught that for a long that that was another thing I probably should have brought that up whenever mom died. She gave us a, she gave us people to pray for. So mm-hmm. like I was supposed to pray for Rob Zombie. My brother was supposed to pray for I don't know Eminem or Snoop Dogg or something. I don't know. So hey, Snoop did a gospel album. I did. I I listened to it not too long ago. Um, but yeah, you know, like here's the deal. At the end of the day, Jesus is the ultimate way to God because that's what the word says, and God is the ultimate judge, and so. At the end of the day, if we could just love on each other, and like you just said, like, hey, man, like, mm, I don't really know if I would be doing that. Or if someone comes to you or someone comes to me and is like, hey, like, it didn't feel real good for me to call anybody and be like, hey, I'm sorry I offended you because that's not my heart. In my brain, I never want to do that. But but we do. Yeah. No, all of us come short of the glory of God every single day. And okay, so if somebody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, Kyle, just keep talking about God. Okay, well, I'm sure you hurt somebody's feelings today too. <laughs> so go and say you're sorry. Right. So you can be free from that. So you don't have to walk around with that guilt and shame of whatever. Or if you just snorted a line, or if you just casted a spell on your husband, or if you did, I don't know, 
go say you're sorry so you don't have to, so you don't have to walk around in that condemnation and that muck mm-hmm. you know and that's what makes me so sad about which i wish we could so get into that with the the i, I can't think of the word the uh, it's not one world order the the illuminati uh, no well, we could talk about that too <laughs> um the what what the what the take the tv is doing the mk ultra and the programming oh, yeah. mind programming okay i mean because now it's just come it's just i mean we could talk about that all day but it does infiltrate and it that's how come i always talk about guard your gates you got you yeah. got to guard what comes in your eyes what goes in your ears because whatever does is going to come out of out of your mouth yeah and the problem is kids i mean yes. that's where i have the biggest from a psychological perspective you know is is the children it's it's exposing our kids to things the world's hard enough it's hard enough. They're going to get exposed to all kinds of things. Yes. They're going to hear Taylor Swift and Target. Again, yes. Taylor Swift's not going to ruin their life immediately. It, she's not some, you know, she's not saying it explicitly, you know, you know, go murder your neighbors, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the, but the question is, what is the message? Yeah. And as parents, I think we're responsible to, to know yeah. what it is our 10 year old and nine year old and seven year old and 13 year old are listening to. Right. And as they get older, they're 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. then yes, you're going to have to give some leeway. You're going to have to let them learn some lessons. And hopefully the foundation you built and the relationship you have with them is going to speak louder. Yes. And in and in um, conflict with the message that they hear in the world. Yeah. But if, if you don't have a strong relationship with your child and you don't have a strong message and pla- foundation for truth, then when they hear these other things, mm-hmm. it's going to be an option. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know, I, I also, my book is based out of Ephesians six twelve. Okay, so we, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities of darkness and so on and Evil so forth. Evil forces yes. in the heavenly realms. Yes. And I think that it's on overload because I do believe that we are in the end times. And I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm, here we go. You probably have to take this out too. But, but I do, I think that it is elevated. And so... Truly, truly, truly in my, in my work in being a mom and being a friend and being, um, you know, ministry, whether it's my clothing line or it's my, my, my photography or whatever that God is trying to do with me, even if I'm just at a birthday party and there is no, there's no agenda for Brittany. It's just Brittany gets to be normal for five Mm -hmm. seconds. I want to, I want to walk so closely in that spirit part that light really enters the room right that people are literally even if they were raised up in whatever that they see instantaneously and it's not about me i don't want it to be about Brittany. i want it to be that they let's say a, a, a senior comes to me and this has happened several times where seniors come to me and they they deal with addiction or they deal with cutting or they deal with um, you know, and, and a lot of times they don't want to talk about that, but for whatever reason, they begin to open up to me, you know, and, and of course I'm super bold when it comes to that. And I will, I have no hesitation when it comes to like, yo, let's pray, mm-hmm. let's pray the spirit off of you right now. Like, let's, let's, let's get it. But I want to be that person that like literally walks into somewhere and it's just like revelation mm-hmm. but it's not about me i don't want i don't ever want somebody to be like oh Brittany walked in the room and she was right, right. no i want it to be like yo 
y'all saw that thing that Brittany was walking with? Oh yeah, that's the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. I think, I think the interesting part, and we'll wrap it up so you can go. I think the interesting part of our conversation is like, I love doing the podcast because nobody I have on here do we all agree on all the things. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we live in a world where if you just discuss things, this cancel culture, this offense culture, whatever, yeah. it's so daunting and difficult. So I think modeling like conversations like this and talking through things and just having conversations in a, in a robust, healthy way, it's important. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't agree with what Brittany said, or I don't agree with, agree with what Clint said, or, you know, I don't like that, or I don't really get that. Like look into it. Yeah. You know, look into it for yourself. Yeah. Again, form your own opinion about it. Go to the word and test the word. Scripture says 100%. Um, you know, test what everybody says. So, Man, me I and Brittany don't that. know what we're talking about. We're trying to figure it out and, True and um, listen and have conversations and dive into things that are difficult and nuanced. And um, at the end of the day, it's all we can do. It really is. You know, I had somebody, I mean, I have a couple of, I have one of these. Because I keep wanting to start a podcast. Because people always want to know what I have to say. They always want to know what I think. Like, people are more interested in what did Brittany wear today than my photography. But we, that's the culture that we live in now, right? And um, I was talking to my best friend about it. Because she was like, oh, we could we could totally. And, I, I, you know, I told her, I was like, I mean, I, I would probably be canceled. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do stay so quiet. Because I just want the light of the light that I always say love and light love and light yeah. I always I just want that to be about it but I do have so much to say because of the what is the biggest word you can think of darkness that looms so big and is so celebrated now it's like it the light needs to come out mm-hmm. you yeah know? you're I mean it's as simple as like I know we keep going, but I know. <laughs> it, it's as simple it. as like uh, not having sex before marriage. Yeah. No one talks about that. Yeah. I don't know the last time I've heard anybody preach a sermon mm-hmm. or talk about any part of not yeah. having sex before marriage. Right. Like that conversation feels it's, like 20 years ago. Yes. And we were just like that, that battle is long lost. Right. Or we have, um, what's it called uh, abdicated our role in the culture in it, or we've just gone ahead and said, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like all, it, one of those three, because right. I literally just feel like we just have, mm-hmm. you know, no conversation. Now we, again, we could have a long conversation about why that might be beneficial or why not. I'm not saying anything. All yeah. I'm saying is we're not having the conversation. Right. And that's, what's terrifying to me mm-hmm. is that it's not that, we're having conversations and debating them and wrestling with them and saying, okay, well let's look at the research and the statistics and what's good about it and all those kind of things. We're just not having them. Right. And so, and and yet we're having conversations about, well, two plus two could equal five. Right. Because today I woke up and thought that like, yep, guys, well, like I lit, uh, I had a client yesterday that asked me about, you know, living together before marriage and and these things. And, and I said, you know, the great, the crazy thing about what I do is that, um, there's enough research psychologically and with all the trauma stuff that I have mm-hmm. that I go, it's a terrible idea. I mean, it's a terrible the research idea. shows that if you, you know, live together before you get married, you're 40% more likely to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of terrible statistics with it. Yeah. Much less if you don't. 
There's right. a, the statistics of getting a divorce is it's already massive. Yeah. So can we not like, we not, let's not increase it. Yeah. By 40%. And look guys, the only reason why I can say that is because I did it right. And I'm divorced. Right. So here we are. But my point is, is that what people hear when they say we start, you talk and then they know you're a Christian is, Oh, well, you're saying this like rude, you know, religious, you know, constricting yeah. ideology. And it's like, no, no, the like psychological evidence shows yes. you it's a bad idea. Yeah. Like you wouldn't get on a plane if you had a 62% likelihood of crashing. No. Nope. Right. Like, but we get on these things all the time. Yeah. And it's like, just because it comes from a Christian perspective, mm -hmm. Which we could talk about that too. Like, how horrible is it? People tell me all the time, they're like, so what religion are you? I'm like, I'm not. I walk with Jesus. But we as Christians have not stood up for what needed to be stood up for. So now we're like this horrible group. I heard somebody yesterday call us like, that we were like the Taliban. Yeah, Christians saw, are worse I, than the Taliban. I saw that on the news. I was like, you know what? Well, people who claim Christ. And that's the point. Yes. And I think, I think, I mean, it was radical conversation but it is and we could talk for i think we're going in a direction and i so i'm talking let's just i'll narrow my focus to what i know which is parenting and children and this trauma that everybody's going through and sexual trauma and porn and social media and all these things that are happening mm -hmm. if we keep going the way we're going mm -hmm. there there's been a 200 percent increase in suicide in teens in the last 10 years 200 percent. every year it's getting it worse and we're doing nothing about it yeah 10 years ago there was a you know a nonprofit called Mission Twenty Two mm -hmm. that was for veterans. Twenty two veterans a day killed themselves, right, or a minute or something. I can't remember. Um, and that today in twenty twenty three, it's still called Mission Twenty Two. Mm -hmm. My point is, couldn't it be like Mission Nineteen and a Half at this point? Right. Like, shouldn't we have made an impact right. on these men and women Thank killing you. themselves every day? Yep. And so, if we're not making an impact on that, yeah. And then these children are killing themselves more and more and more. Right. Let's not just keep treating symptoms. You know, like, let's not just keep treating symptoms. Let's get to the root causes. And so, Hallelujah. but we have to have hard, nuanced conversations about that, mm -hmm, which nobody wants to do. And so what I mean is this, you know, I have two little boys that are five and eight and I'm trying to raise them, disciple them into a place where they, they can be the light, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Where they can walk into rooms and people go, why are you so different? Yes. Um, and I see, I hope that we're moving as a church where people who, and I was one of those people who just go to church. That's all they know. Mm -hmm. They show up. They might, they're probably saved. Mm -hmm. They probably love the Lord, mm -hmm. but they look, we look just like the everybody world. else. Yeah. And when people run into us, because we're, we haven't dealt with our own stuff, we're not really educated around the least of these or the worst of these or whatever label we give, you know, yeah. the hard people then they run into us and they don't run into Jesus. You know, they're not bumping el elbows so with good. Jesus every day. Yeah. And so then they create things like cultures where they go, I want inclusion. Yeah. I want to be accepted. Yeah. I want to be known because when I came to you, I felt rejected and, mm -hmm. and ostracized. I felt hated. Yes. And so it's like, that's the opposite of what we should be yes. doing. That is just so sad to me because like the statistics that you just said to me, and I don't know if you saw something that I did whenever I did the washing of the feet, mm. but I, I wrote about men and the statistics of, of y'all suicide rate. Four times higher than homicide. And it's like six times higher than women. Oh yeah. And I just was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, four times more men kill themselves every day than kill than people get killed by men. Self, self hate. 
mm-hmm. is the number one killer in America. Shame, so right, is the number one killer in America. And what is shame but telling you that your worth and value mm-hmm. is based on if you listen to Taylor Swift or not. Exactly. Your worth and value is based on if you have a background of XYZ. Yes. Your worth and value is based on if you're actively a witch or a satanic worshiper. Right. It's not. No. Even if you do those things right now. Right. Your worth and value is immense in God's eyes. Yes. He loves you. He sees you as his child. The question is, do you see yourself that way? Right. And if you don't, and if you can't seem to figure out how to get it, then get somewhere where you can. Call me. I mean, I'm not anybody, but I can (laughs) sure sit down and talk to you. Call Clint, because Clint can put you in one of these counseling rooms. But that's the thing is that that's God. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the heart of the Lord is to grab those people just like I was four or five, seven, ten years ago. They were literally all my nose was the only thing that was out of the water. And even still today, I find myself sometimes just so defeated because life is life mm-hmm. and life is hard. And there are going to be some people, some people are like, well, if she loves the Lord like she does and she's still talking about her nose is still the only thing over water. No, guys, I'm just being real mm-hmm. because I'm human. And until he comes back and I get that body, oh, Jesus, where I get to to live and forever in his presence, we're going to always struggle and we're going to always have a thing. It is about us coming up and out of it and getting to a place, right, where you know your worth and your identity is not in drugs, self-hate, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, it's a fine balance between it's just heart posture. Know who you are. Knows who's who's you are. Know you're loved. You're valued. You're worthy. Doesn't matter what your past is. Doesn't matter what your present is. And walk in that. Yeah. And and then you'll walk in obedience. Your yeah. behavior will change. Your heart will change. 100%. You, you will do less terrible things. You will act better. Will you still slip back into those things sometimes? Absolutely. Do I? Absolutely. Yeah. Are there seasons where it's fewer and farther between? Yes. Are yes. there seasons where it's every day? Yes. The question is, do we wake up in those moments and go, oh gosh, when did I stop listening to the truth? Right. Now let me get back to that. Yep. And now let me try again. Yeah. Thank you. So good. Appreciate you coming on. I know we could talk for like four hours. I mean, literally we could talk forever. Forever. And I don't even know. I feel like we bounced all over the place. People would be like, what was this? I don't, you know. It's just part of a conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram. At, she gave those handles. We'll put them on there. Um, go check out her pictures. You won't be able to get on for like a year, but you <laughs> I'll, can try. I'll move some things yeah. around for you. If you're interested in the book and, and hearing her story and her testimony, check it out. Um, it's a really cool example of how God redeems things out of some really messy things. And, you know, all of us have messy things in our lives that, God is redeeming. Yes. Um, you know, we're supposed Daily. to boast in our weaknesses. Um, and, and our weaknesses are these things that are messy and dirty and awful. Um, and we don't have to walk in that identity anymore. So thank no. you guys. Go